If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland, a mysterious, all-powerful character, but a crusader for law. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. We're going to be talking about what Marvel comics would look like today if there was no MCU. The MCU never happened. It's kind of perfect timing for it, too. I'm sure you read the same article headline I did that very soon Kevin Feige and the MCU intelligentsia will be going on a big retreat to plot out the next decade's worth of the MCU. And I'm like, wow, really a whole other decade, man. That's so crazy to think we've come this far. We have this far to go. And yeah, what would the comics look like without it? Cause it's sometimes it's hard to tell who's, who's really driving the bus anymore. That's very true. And I think that Marvel would be in a very different place as a mm-hmm. comic book publisher. If there had never been an MCU, uh, I don't necessarily even think it would be a bad thing. Uh, just different, just different. Cause we can't, I don't want to necessarily get into the idea of like, uh, like a true what if comic where it's like well, what if they banked hard Iron Man tanked and then Marvel Comics looked yeah. like because that's a very different conversation I mean if that happened Marvel Comics may not even exist in the form we know it right now it could have been chopped up and sold for parts by corporate raiders in fact that basically seemed like where it was going was it yeah. not for the success of Iron Man absolutely and I think around that time Sony had already purchased Spider-Man so I feel like Sony just would have been cranking out Spider-Man movies and <laughs> would have been very similar to how it is now uh but just we would not be we a few old fogies would be like i remember when spider-man used to hang out with the x-men and the avengers and the fantastic four yeah wasn't that cool he never can again you know Mm -hmm. but uh you know uh but this is just saying like well what if marvel just didn't want to make movies and just focused entirely on being a book publisher like they really should have in the first place Mm -hmm. uh and what's funny is uh there there's been it's been a really long time that Marvel has been trying to make movies and Marvel's always fancied itself like a Disney competitor, even before the acquisition Marvel, we're an uh, IP farm. Yeah. Marvel had always viewed themselves as a licensor and a, and an IP farm. Marvel films, Marvel studios existed all the way back in the Mm nineties. Marvel studios was established in 96, but before that it was Marvel films (laughs) and uh, making films here, brother. And I got to tell you, like, I I remember the logo for Marvel Films because it was just a, uh, uh, a portmanteau of the original logo from Marvel Comics in the 90s, where it was Marvel on the top and then a little like the M mm. extended down. And then it said comics and script. Same exact thing, but films <laughs> and the, the little lower thing was a film strip. Uh, right. Just, you know, because there were artists working there. Uh, but obviously, of course, uh, the, the funny thing is you'll hear a lot of names bandied about uh, that sound familiar. Uh, Avi Arad. Ooh, the, the toy man himself, Avi Arad. Of, of Toy Biz in 1993 became the president and CEO of Marvel Films. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so you can see, like, if you ever wonder, like, what the f- what, what does Avi Arad have to do with any of this? Avi Arad fancies himself the progenitor yep. of the of marvel studios of marvel movies like there wouldn't be marvel movies without avi Arad. and to a to a lesser extent he's right because uh because of the news corp uh, uh merger and everything mm-hmm. uh, they they facilitated the licensing of marvel characters through marvel films and made i'm sorry it was new world that's what i was thinking of. yes yes uh, they didn't make films they made animated series some of yeah. your most beloved by the way x-men the animated series spider-man the animated series uh the incredible hulk 
uh, was a great animated series for a little while. That Marvel Action Hour, yeah, which uh, first season uh, loathed and reviled <laughs> by most uh, fans and and creators alike. Uh, I, I I cite, I think it was a Peter David issue. I don't remember what issue it was, but uh, there's a spider. There, there's a Fantastic Four comic book in which they're watching the first season of the Fantastic Four cartoon <laughs> and they loathe it. Of course they do. They're like, it looks so crappy. I'm like, yes, it does. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like Marvel Studios, their first movie, of course, uh, after reestablishing themselves as Marvel Studios and licensing Blade. Mm. Uh, and I feel like they still, I think they still would have done this. Like, I, I do we want to go f- as far back as like when Blade made people think you could make movies based on Marvel characters, or do you want to go like, no, I, I, yeah. they didn't make movies at all. Like, there's no Nick Fury movie. There's, <laughs> well, I mean, I was just to say, just if the MCU didn't happen, I was thinking like Iron Man 2008 doesn't happen. I think that's fair. I think that's 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 probably a smarter decision. Let's let's look at it that way. Like Marvel Studios, they they're like we're licensed them. Like we're not a studio house. We're we're a license. We're, we're we we make comics. We're mm-hmm. and remember they were independent. They were yes, or they were as independent as you can get. Like they were owned by Toy Biz for a little while. Like they, yeah. you know, they they were not as in they're not an independent like Image was. But uh, uh, I imagine that they would still. I guess the the real the real point of divergence would have to be they didn't want to make movies because they roll the dice on it they're like no we should really just stick to what we know you know movies movies are scary uncharted territory it feels feels like we could lose our shirt in that endeavor well plus like we're really bad at it i don't know if you've mm. seen some of our movies before even marvel films was established but like the captain america duology not really connected but still like cap on a motorcycle cap with rubber <laughs> ears pick one the roger corman fantastic four movie the ill-fated spider-man movie that was originally going to have like michael jackson and, and, and <laughs> stan lee as jay jenner jameson you know like that pretty they, bad plus the tv movies thor oh, appearing oh, yeah. in the trial of the incredible hulk the daredevil thing uh what was it uh wasn't um uh uh david bowie gonna do like a daredevil movie or something oh with, yes yes was with, with black widow dolph Lundgren's punisher um oh god you know, yeah yeah and, and the ill-fated dr strange movie that was there was one that was really crappy that was made in the 70s and then they were yes made. i've seen that one. Oh, really i've never seen it i've never had the heart to sit down and watch that it thing. is boring as fuck but it the costumes boring. are actually pretty good oh cool like, like the sanctum actually looks like the sanctum and when he puts on the costume it actually kind of looks like the costume it takes forever to get there uh but uh and then there was that other one. There was going to be a Doctor Strange movie in like the, the late 80s, early 90s. And then they went, we're not going to do that. And they just changed the names. Yes. And called it something else. Yes. Yeah, I remember I this. I don't remember which one that was, but it was. But in any case, uh, Marvel has always wanted to make movies. Like, that's the thing is that Marvel has. And I remember uh, in, in, in my unit, like here at the studio, uh, we had a guy who was like a marketing guru from the 90s who worked oh, really? with Marvel. And he's like, <laughs> Marvel has always considered themselves like a disney competitor that's they very have, interesting they have a ton of ips they've always been like we should have like a we should have theme park we should have rides we should have movies we should have cartoon shows like we should be a media empire i guess it makes sense when you have so many characters who are just part of the fabric of pop culture yeah and, and like the north american zeitgeist there you know like the the things they do are verbs like oh he's hulking out right now i mean the the hulk hogan took the name from the incredible hulk and in fact that's why he uh went from hulk hogan to hollywood hogan to nothing 
Uh, I, I do believe it was, uh, what is it, Jeff Jarrett's father, or no, it was Jeff Jarrett's father's wife who gave uh, Terry Boulder at the time the name Hulk. Because she's like, wow, he's like the Incredible Hulk. He's so big. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, so um, we're, we're gonna we're gonna remove that element of the of of DNA. Maybe maybe how about this? They failed, yeah, and they don't want to try. Yeah, Iron Man ends up being a total flop. People t- turns out they really only do want to watch AAA superheroes, and they don't want to roll the dice and try something new. Exactly. Like we tried to make those awful movies in the in the in the seventies, eighties, and nineties. I don't know why we tried in the two thousands, but we did. Iron Man didn't work out. The end, and we didn't lose our shirts, and we're still a publishing house. Hey, you know it screwed it up. We didn't get Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. Tom Cruise actually got to be I Tony feel like, Stark. See, in two thousand eight, I think Tom Cruise was still a box office. He was a movie star, right? That would have gotten it. No, they had to go with like somebody like Josh Hartnett or something. Oh, something where it's like somebody who's like, oh, I, I would, I could imagine that, but also it didn't make any money where the hell is josh hartnett these days he went away i don't he know really what he did but uh okay so 2008 marvel comics what are they doing what are they making i mean we're What's- still very much living in the shadow of civil war post 2006 and everything iron man doesn't get a popular movie which i think does not repair his image in the greater fan consciousness which means maybe He's still an asshole and still disliked by the broader fan base. And maybe uh, World War Hulk doesn't come around and saves him. Maybe Tony stays a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, Marvel, uh, they already did that in The Crossing only 10 years prior. I don't know why they would want to do it again. No. But uh, and I can imagine because Marvel Comics would have been a Marvel com- would have been a comic book publisher, they would not have learned the lesson of like, let's get some Hollywood people in here. Although... Mm. Marvel had already done that with Joe Quesada and his Hollywood True. contacts. Again, it all comes back to movies for Marvel. Like Joe Quesada is like, what am I going to do to prove that we know what we're doing? I'm going to get some Hollywood types mm. and start writing our, our stuff. Also, I'm going to pillage the, uh, you know, what's funny about that? I'm going to like, I'm going to start pillaging the independent market. <laughs> doesn't that sound like a playbook right out of the Weinsteins? I'm going to go to Sundance, sure does, pick up a whole it? bunch of independent movies and then just, Hey, put them you, out under you're my young banner. and hungry. It'll work for peanuts. <laughs> no, just, I'm going to take your movie and I'm going to put it out. You know, like I know that the audience hasn't seen anything like this. I just grab the most marketable version of these independent films, mm. put them out. I'll get the most marketable independent creators from mm. the indie market and then put them on a, on a major licensed character. Who were who the most uh, marketable indie talents back in 2008? I mean, Brian Michael Bendis was still huge. True. Uh, you know, um, man. Yeah. Uh, it's it's hard to think back that far because Brian it's like, came well, on. Right, because I'm like, because they're already the stars of today now. It's hard to remember. Oh, yeah, you started as an indie guy, didn't you? Exactly, exactly. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, what were some of, like, the bigger comics of the time? I mean, like, that's funny, too, because maybe they would have continued that playbook. Like, that worked for them, and the movies didn't, so. Let's keep Marvel Knightsing it up, yeah. Yeah, let's just, let's Marvel Knights this, let's Marvel Knights that. I, I don't know. I mean, would Hickman have come around? Probably. Uh, yeah, that's fraction. my. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I'm thinking like, yeah, they were indie darlings at the time, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Matt Fraction, Bendis. Uh, um, yeah. Just uh, if they had already gotten Kevin Smith, they probably would have also gotten Joss Whedon. Maybe Joss Whedon mm-hmm. would have stuck around a little longer. Maybe. Um, maybe they would have plucked some other like critical darlings from the time. I I I, I cite Jeff Smith. You know, yeah. 
he had a uh, huge success in the nineties with bone and razzle Absolutely. was doing fine with him too. So maybe Jeff Smith would have been, cause Jeff Smith did that uh, Shazam book. Maybe Marvel would have gobbled him up and put him on like a fantastic four or uh, you, something, uh... something kind of more all ages. Maybe, uh, maybe Jeff Smith could have taken over for runaways after, Oh uh, yeah. That been after Vaughn. Do they, do they try and get like a Diablo Cody is Juno a thing yet? Like, Hey, they're calling you the female Kevin Smith. Let's try and get you. <laughs> well, the problem is right. Like, because Juno came out in 2007, so yes, they probably would have been thinking of Diablo Cody, but the problem is, don't forget the upper management at Marvel at this time, mm. and how women don't sell comics. Oh, yes, was the prevailing ideology even back then. You know, but, you know, there are exceptions, and of course, like, I can imagine them, because, I mean, like, Gail Simone, like, yeah. was, a, was a name at that point still, and they would have been like, yo, like, you, you're allowed one or two. Mm. You know, I'm just thinking realistically. I'm not saying that women can't write comics, nor am I suggesting that like women directors shouldn't be in comics. I'm just saying, saying this like, was the boys' club ideology of 2008 Marvel upper management. And if Marvel hurt themselves trying to make movies again, mm. you know, they're reeling. They're going to retreat back into old habits, and they're especially if like I think by that point Bob Harris had already left and gone to DC. Yes, um, but Perlmutter's still upstairs signing the checks. Yeah. And we, we know so, what's we know his problems and hang ups. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you would have seen like Greg Pak. Yeah. Probably. Uh, you probably would have seen. Uh, well, he was probably building towards World War Hulk. Oh, Jason Aaron. Scalped. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, scalped was still huge at the time. Yeah, that's right. I mean, God, could you imagine that Jason Aaron uh, at Marvel that much sooner? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, well, and especially if Marvel because Marvel in 2008 riding the other thing is they are riding high from civil war civil war got national media attention biggest thing big publications uh they were making big swings with with big characters spider-man's identity and such like but they were also still playing by old handbooks like christos gage i think or chris yost i always get those two mixed up whoever was working on the initiative uh was trying to fix the identity for Peter Parker within the like the the, the narrative of his own book. I want to say that was Gage on that okay, one. Okay, yeah, Gage is usually like doing the heavy lifting when it comes to that. But like I can imagine Gage just being like they maybe they would have just leaned into it. Maybe it wouldn't have, but then you know you still got one more day because Casada's still in charge and he's not mm-hmm. going anywhere. Casada, mm-hmm. of course, also has his, his his sights set on Hollywood. Yes. So with the with the failure of Iron Man. Does that scuttle his endeavors now? Does he have to really double down and redevote himself to comics? And if so, what does that look like? Right. What does that look like? What does a Joe Quesada who doesn't see upward trajectory look like? Or if he realigns what he sees as upward trajectory. Mm. Okay. Movies are out. Or maybe he's like, screw it. I'll just, if Marvel can't get me in movies, I will leave. Mm. But again, he needs to be like, he would have to have like, lateral movements it wouldn't i don't see him leaving marvel and then being like hat in hand hey hollywood will you give me job like i i mean like well, well when is breaking bad when does like tv start being the hot new thing now just maybe casada think ah, oh, you know i can tell better stories on tv anyway I think breaking bad started around that same time like it began in 2008 so right so i could see them oh now that's interesting because i don't i don't think marvel's gonna stop like marvel's not gonna stop trying to make movies but maybe Oh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Maybe the problem was we we tried we we reached we flew too close to the sun. Let's make Marvel TV shows. Comics are episodic anyway. TV is episodic and TV is replacing movies right now. Screw it. Exactly. We don't need Hollywood. <laughs> exactly. Hey, 
you know, Gates of Gotham comes out in 2012. Hey, another uh, indie auteur that might have been uh, mm. gobbled up by Marvel if Marvel's just desperately trying to little, get... L- little fellow by the name of Scott Snyder. <laughs> yeah, and we know Scott Snyder has at least one pitch of a of a mice of a motorcycle riding trio of Ghost Rider Iron of uh, Ghost Rider Punisher and Captain America. So I mean we get a slew of uh, of of crazy stuff. We know Scott Snyder also has a huge Hulk pitch. How long has he yes. been sitting at that Hulk pitch? Forever. Does he get his Hulk pitch first? What yeah, does Greg Pack do? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Where does Pack go? Do we <clears throat> Do we not get Red Hulk? Because wasn't Red Hulk around that time too? Greg Pack was so, a big yeah. mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, wow, we, so. we we'd sacrifice a Red Hulk for a big, cool uh, Scott Snyder story. Exactly. Uh, I think around that year, also we get Old Man Logan. Maybe they lean more into uh, alternate histories. And so, I mean, like the fact is, Marvel would just keep making. They do what Marvel does. And so the thing is, we think about like, what does Marvel do? What does Marvel do best? Like they. They fuck up their own universe. <laughs> they make huge line wide decisions and they go back they, to the well and they go back to the well and they overproduce. They produce too many books. So, of course, like who is the moneymaker? If you're trying to make money, of course, you're going to lean into the X-Men and you're going to lean into Spider-Man. <clears throat> and we can uh, keep leaning into the X-Men, too, because if we don't get into movies, we don't feel threatened by Fox and Sony, which means, ah, screw, we don't need to introduce no stinking in humans. Just keep letting X-Men doing what they're doing, paying the bills. But hey, no inhuman extra focus means we might not have gotten Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, or oh, no. at least if we did, she would have been a mutant and I think quickly forgotten. I think oh, yeah. pe- people don't like admitting that, but by making Kamala an inhuman, she's instantly the biggest fish in a small pond. If she just became another face at the Xavier Academy, she'd be just another face in the crowd. Maybe, maybe another sidekick for Wolverine. Probably. But you're not, by the way, Paul Jenkins in Humans comes in 2013, so you know you're not getting that unless Paul Jenkins. Maybe around that time I could see Paul Jenkins because 2013 he's like, hey, nobody's using Inhumans. I got a good pitch for you. Let me do what I want. Yeah. So you still probably get all the good, all the stuff you like about the Inhumans. You still get, but they remain cult, and we don't have a couple of years there where they kind of took over everything. Exactly. Uh, Uh, I also want to mention. Oh, no, I was going to say too. Speaking of aliens and the Marvel Cosmic set there. No Avengers probably means Thanos doesn't get fresh life breathed into him, and we probably don't have Thanos all over the place in every story. That probably remains a Starlin thing, like, oh, Starlin's coming back to write another Thanos. All right. You get exactly what Starlin had done with Thanos from, like, then to now, but maybe more. Uh, Although, I think you still have uh, Annihilation, Mm, you yes, still yes, kill yes. Thanos in Annihilation, and uh, I, I guess, yeah, well, Starlin would just do what Starlin does. Like, Starlin would just go, oh, that was a clone. That wasn't real Thanos. Didn't happen. Didn't happen, no. Nuh-uh. Um, but yeah, you don't get the Thanos exposure. That's the thing, is that you don't get national attention. So who are the national heroes? Who's everyone's Marvel recognition? It's Spider-Man. It's the X-Men. It's yeah. Hulk. You know, like... These the general the perception Wolverine. does not change. It stays as it has always been. The no. villain pecking order doesn't change. Doctor Doom, Ultron, Red Skull. Exactly. And around that time also, over on the other side of the pond, uh, DC is having huge success with Batman movies. Yes. So they're thinking, this is the way it works. Obviously, DC and Warner Brothers learned their lesson, 
or tried to learn a lesson with Batman mm-hmm. and that Nolan trilogy where they're like, it has to be dark. It has to be real. It has to be gritty. Um, maybe Marvel takes their ideas from that. Maybe they're like, that's the problem. It was too, it, oh, it no. enjoyed itself too much. Too it leaned much, into yeah. it so much. Maybe we need to ape off a of Batman. Hell, maybe we need to start working. Like maybe we need to do some more Batman stuff anyway. Like Batman's huge. He makes a billion, a billion, do- a billion dollars. So uh, I, I imagine that, you know, maybe they mend fences because like Casada is the reason Casada and Levitt's are the reason why we didn't have any more uh, crossovers after JLA Avengers. Mm-hmm. But Casada is also the reason you had the JLA Avengers crossover in the first place. But then True. immediately after that, he like he shit on them in public. <laughs> Oops. Uh, but uh, maybe they maybe hat in hand. DC's like, hey, listen, we got plenty of Batman to go around. You want to you want to work on you want to do some <laughs> Batman crossovers? You want in on this? <laughs> right. You want to do some Batman crossovers? OK. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Maybe maybe they don't become so, you know, uh, what is adversarial. it? Adversarial. Adversarial, thank you. Yeah, they don't become so adversarial with each other. Maybe it facilitates more team-ups where it's like, look, guys, I know you, you got hit really hard by that Iron Man. That's a shame. But you know, a healthy you means a healthy us and healthy right. competition. We And we all work back and forth anyway. So let's let's try and make something happen. You know, let's share the Batman love. Exactly. Wow. I, I like that utopian vision. Right? Oh, that's, that's very optimistic. Also, of course, DiDio rises to power around this time, and mm. DiDio loves. I mean, like, here's the thing: one way or another, you, you gotta you gotta slice it this way. DiDio loves comic books, and he loves it the does. comic book industry, and he was a champion of the comic book industry, especially during a time when uh, when maybe the uh, the parent company of DC couldn't care less about comic books, and he was constantly innovating, or at the very least, trying to get like comics in the four and being like we're selling these these are important like this is this is our bottom line this is where it all comes from during the bad old days the all or nothing days yeah exactly Uh, but uh, we also wanted to mention, by the way, if you wanted to sponsor today's episode, you can do so by using Super Chats. Ask a question or comment, which people have already done. And I wanted to tell you, like, listen, we're not ignoring you. And I'm going to jump right into a couple right now. Hey. Uh, Cayetano uh, Garcia. Hey, Joel, didn't want to see you as a punk rock fan. I did not see you as a punk rock fan after watching oh, yes. a spider punk video. Oh, yes. I I got to kick a ton of knowledge in that video because literally 90% of the dialogue is just lyrics from famous just- punk songs. <laughs> That's awesome. It feels like it was written on a dare where it's like, I bet you $100 I can't write a comic that's just punk song references. And then the writer left $100 richer when it was done. Exactly. Uh, Spoon Lolol 2 was literally about to ask if Blade was the first. Uh, it was the first uh, Marvel Studios. Li- it was the first licensed Marvel movie in a post-Marvel films era. But still uh, pre-MCU. Exactly. Supreme Omega, important question. What if Disney never bought Marvel? Uh, if it was some it was some other company, what would the MCU look like then? Would it still exist? Uh, yeah, absolutely. If Disney didn't buy Marvel, Marvel was never really for sale. That's the thing. Disney bought Marvel to own it. Yeah. They didn't. They were trying because, of course, Disney was having an interesting situation as well, where Disney was trying to buy up boy IPs. Brands, yes. They bought the Power Rangers. They bought Star Wars eventually after the yep. fact. They and and you saw a couple of their like big budget efforts to like link in with some brands they owned. They made that th- like four hundred million dollar John Carter movie nobody saw. Yeah. Uh, they made that Lone Ranger movie that nobody saw. They made Tron Legacy, which I love and 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 will never get anything else from. Uh, you know, just these attempts to, I imagine a black hole movie was not too far away. Yeah. yeah was, that, just, was that a rumor? Or was that like, I, did I, I think it was that a rumor. or was that real that they were going to try and bring back black hole? Yeah. I think that was a rumor. I mean, they were like, well, Tron worked and then it's like, it didn't, it didn't make any money. And they're like, damn it. 
<laughs> I love Tron Legacy, by the way. That movie, it's, um, it's really it, good. The world is better for having it, having it now. But, um, but maybe Disney is like, we have Star Wars, we don't need Marvel. We're good. Yeah, we'll just we'll just make a Star Wars movie every year. Yeah. We're good. I, but if the MCU had succeeded, and Disney didn't buy Marvel, I mean, like Paramount was the distribution house, I think, pretty much for Mar- for Marvel and, Mar- yeah. and Paramount would have been like, we have Fast and Furious and Marvel. We're good. <laughs> That's all we need now. Hey, Dom Toretto and Spider-Man going on an adventure together. Right. And you look at like the budgets of those Fast and the Furious movies, like they would have been like, yeah, no, like they still, you know, we think about how Disney had Disney bucks and they were throwing at these movies. And it's like, yeah, that's very true. But at the same time, um, Paramount has deep pockets that you don't know about that they were like, I mean, they created their own effing streaming service when nobody fucking asked sure for did. it. And uh, does that so, mean we'd have to find all our extended Marvel stuff on Paramount Plus now in this alternate universe we've created? Big time. I mean, like, there's no Well, actually, well, at that point, because I don't know, I don't think Paramount's buying Marvel. I think Paramount's just just distributing Marvel movies. Right. But again, they're not because there aren't any. There's just the one. And they're like, ah, whatever. <laughs> I guess we'll throw it on Paramount Plus. You got to think no MCU. Does that mean no advanced like streaming wars? No like multimedia IP gobbling up. We need to create our own shared universe because without the MCU, we lose the idea of the shared universe, assumedly in the greater subconscious, unless DC figured it out eventually. But now we wouldn't have the dark universe. We wouldn't have the Fast and the Furious spinoffs where it's like, no, everything needs to be a universe now. Here's a really sad thread to pull, uh, putting a pin in the universe thing, is just that if Disney doesn't have Marvel, Disney banks hard on Star Wars and loses because they don't make the money. They, they, they're making money. It's doing well, but it's critically, it's, it's, com- it's critically divided. I mean, we assume they would make them the same way when I have to wonder, you know, if they didn't have the MCU template, would they try and use the MCU template for Star Wars? Nah, because Feige's not there. Exactly. Feige's not trying. Exactly. Well, where, where's Feige in this? Where did Feige go? I think I think what Feige's doing at this point is probably because, like, Feige had been a producer on a number of these Marvel licensed movies, X-Men and stuff. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. like, Feige knows these movie people. He's probably trying to get this Something working. happening. Uh, I could also imagine Feige being like, fuck these Hollywood assholes. I'm going to Marvel. And he just becomes like the editor in chief or this or the chief creative officer of Marvel anyway. He, he does seem like one of those guys where I imagine he would be successful no matter where he went, no matter what he did. But maybe it wouldn't be making movies. Maybe it would be making comics. Like right. Or, well, it's like I can imagine him being like he sees Iron Man. He sees the the trouble. I mean, the problem is he would go to Marvel and be like, OK, this is how you do it. I mean, like. No matter what, it's like Thanos. The MCU, I think, is inevitable because <laughs> I mean, like fans across the across, uh, people were already hoping that like Tobey Maguire Spider Man was going to team up with the Tim Story Fantastic Four. Mm. You know, Blade had Morbius in the post credit scene before they cut it. Yeah, like they were doing it. And know this is what people like. This will make the nerds lose their mind. And also let us take over the nerd press as well, too, as they'll write a hundred stories for free for us about this. Yeah. Remember that hilarious blooper in the X-Men 2000 movie where uh, they run into the Statue of Liberty, then Spider-Man runs in behind them. (laughs) And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm in the wrong movie. I mean, like, I I think that you might have seen a greater collaboration between studios where they're like, Maybe. all right, so this character can show up here. This character can show up here. I mean, like they put uh, there, there's, this is still speculation, but I'm pretty, I, I, I believe it that Tom Jane's 
Punisher stunt double is in the background of Spider-Man 2. <laughs> like, I, I, I do believe they are trying to build a shared universe, or at the very least, like, indicating it in some ways, and then being like, wouldn't it be kind of cool if this happened? Like, wouldn't it be cool if Daredevil showed up in the in, in the Raimi-verse? I mean, and the it's comics like, are connected anyway, so why exactly, shouldn't the movies? <laughs> exactly. So you see an MCU, but, like, it ain't the same thing. It's, it's and it, lame and chintzy. It's chintzy, it's lame, and it what, what's really sad about it is, like, it doesn't culminate anywhere. No. It's just a thing. Like it's just it's a it's a rarity that when it happens, you get used to it and you get comfortable with it. But then you know, meh. It's, like, it's <laughs> references for reference sakes, cameos for cameos sake. Exactly, exactly. So that's a shame. Uh, but maybe that's what you get. Yeah. And then and then you got like, of course, Marvel reacts to when Marvel has movies. Obviously, Spider-Man back in black exists because Tobey Maguire is wearing a black suit. That's in the movie. true. Yes. And once again, movies were steering the ship of the comics, even back then, even for a bad movie, <laughs> even for bad movies, even movies they don't even fucking own. They still Spider-Man got organic need. web shooters because he had them in the movies. They like, still had to bend over backwards to contort themselves. Exactly. The thing is, they are still autonomous. The They're doing it because they think it will sell that's the only reason they were making any movie synergy yeah uh, so yeah girk pectus uh, i love mcu but without it we wouldn't have some of the worst movies i've seen like suicide squad and even dark mm-hmm. universe mummy that made the devil boring <laughs> i never even saw the mummy but uh, no, i will say I. I, I saw the trailer that they uploaded where they didn't put the music file in right so it was just a whole yes. thing that was all fucked up which that goes awesome. to show the level of care yeah, your sound design is super important when it comes to movies and trailers. Uh, yeah, you don't get Suicide Squad, but also, like, who cares? Like, oh, no, one bad movie. They make a hundred a day. Uh, you wouldn't have gotten the good of the Suicide Squad and the good of the Peacemaker. So, you yeah. know, things Kevin happen Kruger. for a reason. Exactly. Kevin Kruger wanted to know if Nick Fury and Generation X's TV movies were part of Marvel films. Ah. Yes, those were Marvel films. Those were not Marvel Studios productions. Those were, and really what they were, were they were TV pilots. Like, they were just like that horrible Justice League pilot, which if you haven't seen the Justice League live action movie, it is horrible. It's dog rough. It is like a three, it's three episodes of a really terrible, boring TV show all lumped into one. But Generation X is something else, man. (laughs) Generation X is super bad. It looks like it's set on, it looks, there's a set that uh, Max Headroom is in. I always forget that actor's name, but he uh, he plays the villain, and it looks like the fucking set dressing for Beekman's World. <laughs> it's just like, what are you even doing? It looks like they said it. It looks like they filmed it on the set of the Save by the Bell Diner. <laughs> uh, Generation X, by the way, also has hardcore swearing in it for no reason. Oh, because I don't know. I guess they made it in England or something. Like it's it's really weird. Uh, RK, hey guys, first, uh, great article, Sal. Second, if they, uh, if we're still thinking Disney owns Marvel, there may have been some straight to DVD animated projects. Yeah, or some more of them at least. Yeah, that was a fun little moment there with the Hulk and the Thor and the, yeah, Wolverine those were, one they did. those were great and yeah. exactly what they should have done. And then they just abandoned it. They just stopped. They're like, well, why the fuck do we need to do this? We're already making money hand over fist with the live action movies and have great, you know, audience, you know, viewership with kids anyway. So why even bother? Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, DC is doing well with their direct-to-animated projects, so I could imagine that even pre-Disney, Marvel might have really leaned hard on the direct-to-DVD animated feature situation. And because uh, it's I'm, 2008, you can still get them at Blockbuster. <laughs> they might have They might have worked out, like, the exclusivity deal with Blockbuster. Yeah. 
and then gone down with the fucking ship. Uh, but uh, or maybe they're innovative. Maybe they were like, no, we're working with these Netflix guys. Yeah, these 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 young upstarts, these young bucks called Netflix. Yeah. And then Netflix buys Marvel. Mm, when they're just flushed with cash. Yeah. Netflix has nothing but money. They buy Marvel because they're like, especially when the other guys starting to leave, when Netflix starts losing their contracts yeah. and everyone starts making their own, like their own, their own streaming service. Like <laughs> we Netflix need content. Going, we need it bad. We need content. We need established fan bases and we need it right now. They buy Marvel and they start developing TV shows out the wazoo. Mm. And it's a shared tv universe where God. it's non-stop we got a spider-man tv show an x-men tv show x-men spin-offs wolverine the series new mutants x-force like holy shit what an alternate universe <laughs> I, I could definitely see that happening good call rk by the way thank you very much for your for your kindness about my article i uh, uh you're not you know where thank you joel i uh, i wrote an article for cbr uh, i have a featured column now every month hey. uh, if it does well if people click it, <laughs> hopefully i mean like that's the thing i have it for as long as i'm relevant but uh <laughs> but uh yeah the, the 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 target is once a month i'll have a featured article where i write something um and it's whatever i want which is kind of nice uh but uh but i'm gonna like but but i want it to be about comics in some way right. uh and link it to what i do just to, so it's relevant in some way because yeah. it's not just you don't want to see me being like you know it'd be really cool if they brought night thrasher back like that's not an article <laughs> but uh you mean you're not gonna write about hey you know what the best sandwich is y- yeah <laughs> right what's the best marvel cinematic sandwich uh but yeah thank you rk uh great question and holy crap we went on a crazy divergence into the netflix universe uh <laughs> sam anderson if the mcu didn't happen would the ultimate universe have continued um that's interesting yeah. because the movie universe cherry picks so much from the ultimate universe to where think, the movies basically became the new ultimate universe. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, I don't think that ultimate universe is dictated by Marvel Cinematic. I think the ultimate universe still would have been fucked and then they would have torpedoed it. Right. Because you figure, too, you know, so many of like the characters that Marvel made, you know, which we are now seeing pay off, had eyes to the future. And it's like, well, look, you know, eight, ten years down the line, we want to be telling stories about new, young, ethnically diverse heroes. Again, I mentioned no one humans means probably no Kamala Khan. Does Bendis still make Miles? Does that still happen? Do we still have the young Marvel revolution with Nova and all these other characters? Sadly, yes, because these young characters are coming. Like, I think I, I I don't know verbatim the origin of like where Miles came from, but I know it's not because Bendis saw a movie that was Marvel themed and he needed to, you know, like the MCU doesn't inset Bendis, but why he wanted to create Miles. Now, Bendis did Plus, it for his kids, I'm pretty sure, was did his. Did it for his kids. Much Sam, same why Sam Alexander, Sam hey, Alexander. I, I did it for my kid, yeah. It's yeah, it's tragic the origins of Sam Alexander, but like that still happens in this universe. Um, yeah. So, so we there's... still do get a younger universe, but maybe they don't get as extra love and care. Maybe they cancel them sooner because they're like, we're not thinking about making movies and streaming shows about them eight to ten years from now. Well, they're also not thinking like, oh, we need a Wonder Woman. Uh. So Captain Marvel doesn't get a big push. And so Kamala Khan has no reason to exist because Kamala, of course, is like Ms. Marvel. So no synergy, no synergy. I bet no Captain Marvel. I think I don't think Carol just stays as Ms. Marvel for a while because they were like, we really, we really got it. We really got it down. You know, that Brian Reed series is still doing OK. 
hey, if we're doing darker, more Netflix themed stuff here, maybe Jessica Jones gets to become the lady face of Marvel, as you and I had said that we yes. would like to see. That would have been awesome, man. Are you kidding me? Just like, yeah, Marvel, just a big, just a big middle finger to everybody else. Hard uh, drinking, hard living. <laughs> Jessica Jones is the female face of our company. <laughs> yeah, you do get to see, you know, it's funny how uh, things kind of like flip flop between the two big houses. Um, I could see Marvel being like, trying out imprints again trying out more yeah. imprints and being like you know what let's you know obviously we can keep doing our our r-rated stuff and if netflix is encouraging it well the marvel max is only going to expand it's just going to keep going again there's a whole max imprint. max is as big as ultimate now where we put out as many books yeah exactly and i could see them i, I could see there being like if, if the netflix thing was a thing at all uh i could see them that being the discussion where they're like well you know there's the all ages shows and then there's the r-rated shows and then there's the middle range shows and we we don't want too much overlap because we don't want to alienate anybody like they're always worried about alienation despite the fact that like then they make sweeping line-wide decisions that are the most alienating thing they could possibly uh, do yeah. <laughs> eddie eckenberg i think the guardians were able to thrive in the obscurity and and became a lot less special after the movie with no movies i can imagine the cosmic side of marvel still being more out there and and unique they the cosmic okay. universe stays boxed off in it to itself it doesn't you know touch every single thing as it did for a few years you'll still get the guardians because they're attached yeah. to a good story but they stay science fiction they're not rowdy you know space pirate firefly comedy character you do not get the the bendis guardians of the galaxy run you you don't get that configuration of guardians the i am groot thing came and went i groot says i am groot during a run and then he moves on and starts talking normally, like because he because he did before, like just mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, that I am Groot thing is a meme, and that's it. It's nothing. But uh, Annihilation continues. The Annihilation sequels continue. Uh, maybe they come up with because Marvel loved to compartmentalize uh, in the early two thousands and the nineties. Like it was like you know Marvel Cosmic, Marvel. You know I could see them like breaking it up a little bit more into houses, and uh, that's if of course like. They didn't get bankrupted by the failure of Iron Man. Yeah. But uh, but I can see them being like more. I, I think less about being like this is Marvel Cosmic and this is Marvel Street and this is Marvel whatever. I can see them being more about imprints. Marvel yeah. Knights, Marvel Max, Ultimate Marvel. But Ultimate Marvel didn't work out. So I couldn't see them being like, well, that's done. Moving on. Yeah. Shane. Uh, I, oh, good. I was going to say the uh, the makeup of the Avengers would be very different without <laughs> the MCU. You probably wouldn't be getting a Marvel team anymore with all the AAA heroes. It would probably be closer to what Bendis was doing. Like, hey, I'm a writer. These are the characters I want to write about. I don't care if some of them are lesser known. Yeah, although at the same time, I feel like you know it, it always went back to the Trinity. Like One whenever you read Avengers, like it always leads back to it. And Busick did Avengers Forever, leading up to Disassembled. Dissembled still happened. New Avengers still happened. And Bendis, I don't know if he is trying to appease the Marvel movie gods by moving the New Avengers and the Mighty Avengers into one unified book that's more mm. boring about those characters. But maybe they do. Or maybe he's like, I kind of liked those older characters and I'd like to see them or they, not those older characters, but those more, those more established Avengers characters. And I want to see happen. the Avengers kind of be that. Um, 
it, it also means too we could probably see more representatives where it's like hey here's an avengers team with x-men and with fantastic four on it and everything we're not we're not fighting with anyone so everyone can be represented on the team again big time uh shane why Rustek uh says the question is do we still get the el muerto movie oh and, well yes obviously because well, sony will still be throwing darts at a board in any well, universe and uh, uh what's it called aura in our uh, chat also mentioned uh that you know what she, what she touched on is that feige and amy pascal are friends yes so i guess if marvel doesn't work out feige just goes to work for sony and mm. the spider-man cinematic universe becomes the thing so and it might actually you, work this time maybe you get an el muerto fx spin-off series that's <laughs> super dark uh, but yeah you do get the spider-man movies and then you suddenly get like you're getting these licensed ip hollywood movie adaptations mm. of characters because they're still doing that still gotta pay the bills but meanwhile spider-man is just soaring over everybody spider-man's killing it <laughs> and they're like Maybe we could like, hey, could we have Spider-Man appear in our X-Men movie or our whatever movie? Like we're doing huh. this, so I could see. I mean, Feige would make it work. Uh, this guy nine nine four seven. They dropped the ball with Tron Uprising by canceling it. Great show if you missed Tron Legacy. It's true. It's a great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gerg Pactus, if you've seen Raised by Wolves, I love that show. But people keep hoping Xenomorphs show up in it. I don't. I just let them. I, I I just uh I just want them to hint that they're there. That's good enough. Yeah, man. Uh, I've I've heard about Raised by Wolves. I've seen the trailers. I've never seen it. I would be okay with Xenomorphs. Uh, Nicholas Kruger, third or fourth time watching, catching you guys live. Hope you're doing well. You too, man. Hey. Thank you. Uh, and Tevia, uh, if MCU never happens, could the Avengers EMH be alive big time? There's no change. Spectacular Spider-Man, Avengers: Mightiest Heroes. You get. You would get a Marvel Cinematic animated uh, animated mm, universe, which like they an were building to before they stopped. See, here's the thing. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. Like, because they were still, like, yeah, if they were making that, uh, yeah, because um, Josh Keaton played Spider Man in the EMH cartoon episodes. And then yes, they dubbed over him with Drake Bell in a <laughs> terrible fucking move. And as I as we said on the show, hashtag release the the Keaton cut, uh, and one they live to regret too. I'm sure. Yeah, like. Rip- re-replace drake bell with josh keaton put him back please uh, do you have the audio files i'm sure just they do still it. exist or if not he'll come back but uh and record like eight lines of dialogue yes but uh if emh works or or is just still continuing and spectacular works and they're willing to partner up then isn't it a matter of time before they go i mean wouldn't it be cool if we just made a movie with these characters and just like and, and and it was unrated. It could we could we'd go further. We could do Secret Wars or we could do like yeah. anything. So yeah, you do get direct animated movies, even if you don't have the Netflix deal, or even if you don't go the way of like DC making animated movies. I think just having successful animated shows that are the only way you're getting moving versions of those characters, that'll succeed. Hey, it worked well for the Timiverse and the Justice League. What if we keep going with these? What if we make an in-universe Fantastic Four show, an in-universe X-Men show? Totally. Uh, supreme omega if humans never become a big and overexposed i do feel uh gww and santa would have had kamala get her powers from radioactivity possibly gamma energy again mm-hmm. if they were still interested in that we could get kamala khan she might not be miss marvel and she definitely might not be an inhuman <laughs> i'm just imagining miss hulk yo miss hulk that'd be fun uh hey Draw that. <laughs> yeah, draw Miss Hulk, everyone. <laughs> Kamala Khan as like a junior She-Hulk. 
Yeah, hey, we, we got a lot of Hulk-centric characters here, so why not? I mean, kind of, if we can have A-Bomb and we can have all these other characters. Yeah, I guess Ms. Hulk. Yeah, Ms. Hulk. Sure. Uh, Axe says, hello there, guys. Lots of love from Mexico. Well, thank hey. you very much, Axe, and welcome to the show. Uh, and Mass Terrence says, would DC be so adamant of their universe being dark if the MCU Disney didn't set the tone of current Marvel? I wonder. I think it would, yes, and here's why. I don't think that the darkness is because uh, of Marvel. I think the darkness comes from the Nolan verse. Yes, I think that, that was got all the critical acclaim and all the award noms and everything. They're like, this is the roadmap. We just got to keep doing this. Yeah, Man of Steel exists because of the Dark Knight trilogy, not because of the MCU. Them and, learning uh, all the wrong lessons, which would become a major theme for them as they kept making movies, learning but, all the wrong lessons. But you still get that. You still get Zack Snyder. Yeah. He still makes Man of Steel like Zack Snyder and the Snyderverse still becomes a thing. Maybe more people would be more forgiving of the Snyderverse because it's the only thing you it's have, the only cinematic universe you get. Uh, Maybe who knows? I mean, I'm not suggesting it deserves forgiveness but and maybe because there's no one to try and ape off of they take their time this time that's the thing right like man of steel is dark because of dark knight but man of steel is still a movie Zack snyder still the driver horse behind man of steel because they don't have to catch up to anybody they can take their time they don't the problem rush. is the problem is it'll take four or five movies before we all realize oh no dc this, is not what i want this this is bad or Which again, super dark. It's super miserable. And also, too, with no MCU, there's no superhero fervor. If there's no superhero fervor, then culturally it doesn't catch on as the big thing. Maybe they don't become what Hollywood bets their chips on for everything. Maybe, I don't know, the musical comes back or the Western <laughs> comes back. No, you can't watchman this up and be like, it's pirates. But uh, I, I, <laughs> I do genuinely believe that like superheroes were just waiting in the wings to be huge again. And movies were the thing that made it. Um, it's why there is such a strong reaction to the Snyderverse. It's why DC movies do well when they are huge. And it's like, or when they're, when they catch, they catch big. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, I just think that's how it goes. But uh, yeah. So um, in terms of comics, I don't see Marvel changing too much. I see them definitely like they're, they eat Marvel failed a lot in movies and TV adaptations before Iron Man. And if Iron Man failed, I don't see Marvel suddenly stopping. No, no. They'd be like, well, dust ourselves off. Get well, back on that horse. <laughs> we'll just borrow some more money and try again later, I guess. And, I guess uh, so. And if, uh, and the funny thing is, if, if, if a couple of, okay. So like you're, all these have different tangents. The, the Netflix TV Marvel's universe. That's a whole thing. That's one reality where Netflix Netflix buys Marvel and adapts all of Marvel into a gazillion shows. Netflix becomes a Marvel streaming service mm -hmm. and it's just nonstop. They would mine the crap out of all these comics. Oh yeah. They'd be pretty at it. They'd be pretty faithful. Maybe because they don't have like, well, in any case, you got that. You got the animated thing where they're like, okay, movies didn't work. Let's make animated adaptations. That's that. You have the version where we made animated shows those work and we get to the animated adaptations that way it's a mm. whole different way to do it uh you also have the what if feige gets a gig through amy pascal and makes the spider-man cinematic universe yeah if the spider-man cinematic universe works and feige's there 
you could still get the MCU. One way or another. But you're right. This is Thanos. This is inevitable. Because Feige's like, you know, now that we got Spider-Man, I mean, like, everybody else is watching us and seeing how good we're doing. And Plus, they're winning big. It's not just like we can prove we can do anything by making Guardians make a gazillion dollars. We're making big because it's Spider-Man, and also they're good. Yeah. And Feige, you know, he's got an itch. He wants to see Wolverine team up with Spider-Man or whatever. So he's like, come on, let's let's start working with other people. Let's start let's building up. Happen. Let's make it happen. Marvel, Marvel Comics is going to take their P's and Q's from that. Right. Because they're like, oh, that's successful. And that's what we do. That's our template. So Spider-Man is going to be huge. Everywhere. He is going to be in everything. He's Maybe he'll lead the Avengers at that hey. point. And especially because the Marvel's like, well, we can incept them. I mean, like, listen, you want to make an Avengers and you're making those Spider-Man movies. I mean, you know, he leads the Avengers right now. You know, you got a template right here. You should make it happen, right? See, we already, you know, did this three years ago. Yeah. So Spider-Man becomes even more high profile as a result, <laughs> which I, I don't know if I like that. I mean, Spider-Fans no. everywhere are going to be like, nah. And Marvel's going to double down. Well, he, he's so big. We can't have him. We got an old ball and chain at home. Yeah. We, we got to make gotta, sure gotta that them. shit happens. Yeah. Got, got a James Bond this. We got to have a new spider girl every year. <laughs> Seriously. More spider women. Maybe Kamala Khan's a spider person. Oh, interesting. The spider woman of Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I'd be fine with. But uh, yeah, I, I weirdly see it working. Where's yeah. that tangent universe? Where's that in the spider verse? <laughs> right. I could see. Yeah, I could see that happening. It's just an Aranya origin, but just different. Only maybe this one sticks this time instead of Aranya. Poor Aranya. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Uh, some I found other, out like, she lost her powers. That made me so sad. Oh, did she? When did that happen? It was a while ago. She got him back. But like, there was oh, a period where she had no powers. Wow. Anyway. Uh, some smaller things, too. Uh, the Infinity Gems stay Infinity Gems. They don't Yay. become stones. Good. To match up. Uh, we probably don't get Nick Fury Jr. because we needed to have our own Sam Jackson in the main universe. I think we might have actually gotten Sam Jackson, Nick Fury in the main universe. Heh. You know, the thing is, Nick Fury in the Ultimate Universe was so successful and yeah. he worked so well and everybody liked him. I think at the very least you'd have a book. You'd have one book where it's called like Furies. And it's oh, just nice. It's just the two of them like doing multiversal adventures because That'd like be fun. you don't need to replace Nick Fury from the 616 universe. And they technically didn't replace him. <laughs> well, but they did. I mean, like they made him go they away. superseded him. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, dude, just have Nick Fury from the ultimate universe come in and be like, I learned a lot. I'm in now. It's me. My universe died, but I'm here now. And I'm going to make sure it never happens here. Hey, I like that. I I'm the man on the wall. Yeah. No, I'm the man in the chair. I'm, I'm Nick Fury. Now <laughs> the man on the walls, one eyed Nick Fury with the watcher or whatever. Uh, but yeah, you're right. The Infinity Gems stay the same. Cosmic Marvel gets more. I bet Car Cosmic Marvel gets more in the weeds because you know Dan Abnett. He's like a Warhammer guy. He's like, oh totally. It's gonna get bigger and more crazy. And like, <laughs> you're gonna need a thesaurus to check it's this out. Exactly. You know, you, you uh, probably still get Wakanda going out in space. Uh, no Agent Coulson. We'd have no Coulson, and I have to imagine would Shield still be? I can't believe Shield has been gone for as long as it has. I can't believe that either. In both places, because yeah. like then you have ten, then you have like Nick Fury and Maria Hill doing stuff. I'm like, who do you work for? Yeah, whoever, right? Like, what is this? And then they started to say like No Way Home, like oh no damage control. I'm like damage control, man. No damage control is not a 
Come on. It's not a. They're not, not a. They're not a shield replacement. They're a. They're they're a construction they're a union company. Work crew. <laughs> exactly. What are you talking about? They got their hard hats and their lunch pails. Yeah, these people are these boots on the ground. They were they they clean up garbage. Don't don't make them into a into a into police a state. But uh, yeah, it, does shield go away? I mean, like any of the synergy goes away. You know, Star Lord stay Star Lord from the Abnet run. Like yeah, you get a lot of. Uh, you got a you got a higher profile spider spider man and you get less uh but everybody else is doing fine wolverine obviously they're happy with wolverine they don't change anything no you know does, but does, does scott lang get a new run because we need to make him popular again in time for the movies we wouldn't get that excellent nope. spencer run probably we also probably wouldn't get nadia pym because we don't need to create the idea that uh hank has a daughter but that he's old yeah and that uh, he's old we, and that he has you a probably don't get pimtron you, no, you definitely don't get Pimtron. Uh, Jarvis probably stays a butler and keeps showing up because we don't have the confusion of him also being a computer in the movies. Yep. Nope. Jarvis stays. Well, Jarvis is a beloved member of the Avengers. And so, yeah. Um, maybe you see. I mean, like, the thing is, you look at uh, I, I, there's a there's a story that I heard recently, which was just like. If Batman doesn't come out, comic book like certain comic book stores can't make rent. Yeah. And. So you know what the number one DC book is going to be every month. Mm-hmm. And set your watch to it. With Marvel, you never know what the hell the number one book is going to be. It sometimes was Hulk Spider-Man, for a bit. <laughs> it's Hulk for a bit. Like, it's sometimes it's Spider-Man, you know, usually. But uh, you never know. And that kind of that kind of unpredictability at Marvel is one of the things that's, like, good about the company. It's endearing, isn't it? Because, you know, you could be on top tomorrow. You just need one good run. Yes. Uh except for daredevil (laughs) where it's it's a great run and it's like eh, like number five ten you'll have the finest succession of writers and the greatest critical acclaim that you could ask for yeah great what's good what's what's a claim can i spend it Uh, (laughs) not easily but yeah so uh but you still see that at marvel like marvel's still like we don't know what's gonna catch keep doing just make it all whatever just keep going uh uh, yondu stays in the future oh yeah yeah, you leave Yondu alone. Yondu stays. Actually, Black Panther and Storm might still be married. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't have to break that up because of uh, petty reasons. Yes. Yeah, actually, uh, you probably get Storm as Black Panther for a little while. Yes, that would be fun. Uh, Alden Tolbert, I would be glad if the MCU didn't exist. If it wasn't the Disney Empire or yet the Hollywood would be glad if the superhero movies needed a break. If MCU was a reboot, it would start off with Spider-Man and the Batman style. Uh, I don't think that it would be. They, they wouldn't ape off a of Batman. No. Spider-Man. I mean, we wouldn't amazing. be getting a three hour detective Spider-Man story. No, you wouldn't even get like a like a like an amazing Spider-Man from Mark Webb movie. You know, they tried that because that's you could feel. Amazing Spider-Man from Mark Webb, the first movie, is a blend of we can do Marvel and Nolan. Yes. And it's like, no, you can't. Yes. No no, no one wants a mystery about the parents and radioactive blood and anything no, like that. But you did make a uh, but you did strike oil when you got Garfield. Apparently so. Uh, Tick Noros, uh, out of curiosity, if one studio bought another, would you rather have Marvel own DC or DC own Marvel? Or do you think it's best separate? This is such a like it's a great question. It's a loaded question, but it's a it's a great question and it's tough to it's tough to parse. No and one man that I, should have all that power mm-hmm. is the way I have always looked at it. It's totally fair. That's a fair that's a fair assessment. On one hand, I I foresee a day when that happens. 
And so I try to to send out at least halfway decent ideas into the ether because if they don't have them and they still do it, it will be worse. Uh, but yeah, that could yeah. basically be the name of our show too. there, you know, sending out good ideas into the ether and hoping for the best. <laughs> yeah, please just, I hope you're listening, I guess, or at the very least, you know, keep taking into consideration, but you uh, know, that's too long. So we went with Al Sproul's exchange. <laughs> yeah. Which is still friggin' long. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's really a question of like, cause DC doesn't own anything and Marvel doesn't own anything. So it's really just like, does, do you want Disney or, discovery plus or whatever yeah. to own your your ips which hey it might not even be discovery plus in a couple of years they've gone through how many owners and that's that's that and that kind of like volatility is kind of a problem but also the like the the streamlining and the like you know i would love it if disney went like if, if there was a moment where disney went why do you assume we're gonna make it squeaky clean and it's like because you do it's like everybody knows you're going to once you take this thing, you're going to turn it into this other thing. And they're like, what? Like, but then you do anyway. You always do. And it's like Disney owned Miramax, man. Like you could have yeah. had like you you don't have to always like play to type. You could actually innovate or or experiment. Like there are audiences that want to see something other than. Yes, all but, ages thing but market research has shown us that all ages appeal maximizes our profits for this quarter and exactly. overseas in the asian market which are more important now than ever you see <laughs> yeah yeah that's and, and that's the thing is that's why i'll never be like a billionaire and it's like because i i i understand those truths and i don't care you know where i'm like yeah. Where I'd be like, let's make a movie that stars these characters or whatever, and it's going to be awesome. Or let's make a comic book that has these characters, and it's going to be awesome, and we're going to have the best people on it, and they're going to make this really, really dope thing. And like, oh, if you do that, it will not sell in China, or mm. it will not sell here. Fine. Then we will make. Then we will. Mm. Then we will. Then we will cut the budget, <laughs> and we will make it work because it's still worth making. And it's like I understand that arts have a, are a business, as well, and. Yet there is a way, I think, to balance both without mm. having to be like, oh, uh, if it doesn't make a gazillion dollars, it's not then worth what's even making. The point? Yeah. Like, what's the point? Why did you even do this in the first place? You know, you could have you could have done any other industry where you could make the same amount of money, you know, with a little with because it's not like it's a little investment. You know, you're you're spending 200, 400 million dollars to make what is essentially a fake story real yeah <laughs> that, that's not that's not a simple investment man uh supreme omega says what if disassembled never happened because that is the demarcation point for marvel if that didn't happen then cw house of uh oh civil war house of m omd might not have existed i disagree i think that disassembled is just the inevitability of getting like someone like Bendis. Mm. So it's really what if Bendis never happened, but then Can't you don't get in the toy box. You don't get the ultimate universe. You don't get disassembled. You don't get like, you know, it's interesting because um, I, I, I told a story recently on back issues where I was like, uh, Captain America wasn't selling very well. And so they put Mark Wade and Ron Garney on Captain America mm. But they also didn't really count on that working, so they made the Heroes Reborn deal with Life. Yes, yes. But the Wade and, and Garney run was working. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they still canceled the book and replaced them with that. They still fucked it up anyway. <laughs> and then when 
the uh, Heroes Reborn era didn't work, and they still spent untold sums of money to do it. And bent uh, over backwards in their stories to make it work. Yep. They called Wade and Garney to do it again. Hat in hand. Hey, guys. And they said yes. And it's like, you know, you can still make successes with, like, people. Like, I think that the Avengers, you know, nobody, like, you look at uh, Avengers, like, Ultron Unleashed or Unlimited mm. or uh, or Avengers Forever, and it's like, it's music and Perez. It's like, it was it was starting to work. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you don't disassemble the Avengers, you know, do they sell as well? No, because you're not getting the shot in the arm of like yeah. Spider-Man and Wolverine are on the Avengers. You're also not getting the shot in the arm of the regular run of Avengers going like, watch them all fuck each other and die. Yeah. <laughs> but if you are playing the long game, you could build the Avengers into something that is like a triple a selling title and they probably would anyway because you know necessity is the mother of invention and you know someone would have to buckle down and make it work at some point yeah exactly exactly and like i think that like all these other things like i think disassembling the avengers is inevitable like and it happens all the time it's just that this every time, five to eight years yeah this time you know bendis threw a quinjet at the at the mansion but the reality <laughs> is like you know whether it's captain america going like okay 70 you were out or staying 281 of you were out you know like that happens every 10 years. Like they it, have, it could have a, been a metaphorical a Quinjet instead of a literal Quinjet. Yeah, they did that already. It was just that Ben has made it more literal. This guy says, uh, are those one-up arcades in the background? South Studios slowly becoming the Foot Clan hideout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, they are one-up arcades. Uh, I, I, I don't buy them all at once. You know, I, don't, I didn't buy all three of them because I'm not like crazy or, <laughs> uh, or loaded uh, or crazy loaded. But uh, over, you know, I think I bought like one a year. <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, they no, are learned... really cool. Thank you. I learned lighting recently, so you know, I'm trying to make the show look a little better. We uh, are your family. <laughs> regular menthol. Uh, Kirk Beckis, how do you think this would affect the games? Could we see Spider-Man's PS4 or board games like Thanos Rising? Totally. Oh yeah. No, the games are the games are a totally different animal. That's that's licensing. Yeah. I think you would have seen like, I think Spider-Man PS4 would have been the exact same game, but. More like Spider-Man 2000 from Activision, where like Human Torch shows up and Captain America shows mm. up, but Black Cat's there. Like I think more characters would have appeared in that game. It would have been a lot more like universally copacetic. It wouldn't have just been like Avengers Mansion or Avengers Towers here, and uh, they're all they're all not gone. They're all gone. <laughs> uh, Atomica says uh, Marvel method of film saved the genre of comic book films. I think it redefined them. But one would have said in 2000, whenever, like, Batman Begins saved the, like, it's, or redefined it at least. It's, it's a very chicken or egg thing, isn't it? Where it's like, well, I mean, you saved Batman, didn't you? But I think as we <laughs> prove time, time again, you can just keep putting out Batman movies and people are going to keep coming to see them. But then again, you can say the same thing about Spider-Man. You can just keep making Spider-Man movies and people are going to keep coming and see them because they're the biggest thing. Yes, but uh, it is diminishing returns for Spider-Man. Like, Batman movies will always make a ton of money unless Arnold Schwarzenegger's in them. But, <laughs> uh, you know, ba but but Spider-Man movies, if they suck, they don't make as much. Mm. You know, that's it. <laughs> that's all I'd say about that. But, uh, yeah, uh, I like Sean D. So much for family, huh? I love that Casey <laughs> Jones, just he will not let it go. Yeah. Like, Sam Rockwell's like, 
you know, oh man, uh, we're a family. And he's like, family, you call this here and that down there family. And then they're like, they're, they're at the, uh, they're at the site of the fight. And he's like, so much for family. Like that was a long ride from Landman Island all the way to Midtown or downtown. You know, it's like, he's been like family, this guy and family. There's, he's still bragging about family. Sam Rockwell's like super depressed at this point. Everyone, people we've gone from, we've, we've experienced a whole lifetime of, of insults where he went from like, you call this family? Psh, fuck you. I don't even want to know you. And they all get in the van. He's making fun of them. They were, I mean, the van's like, yeah, family, right? But then like, it's it's been another 45 minutes. And they're like, okay, we, we should ease up on the family thing. He's like, no, 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 no. So much for family. It's my Ninja Turtles tangent for the for the day. Uh, Blue Blah Blah says, uh, sorry, I missed the stream. Have a coin. Well, thank you, man. Just, it's totally okay. Uh, but yeah, so um, that's it. I Do you... Do we live in a better world with the MCU than not, Joel? I, I mean, such is multiverse theory. I guess we'll never know. We will just have to be confident in the fact that maybe the me I am in this world and the MCU Marvel cohabitation <laughs> we have in this world is the best version of things. Right. I mean, like, that would certainly... That's my hope, at the very least, because I, I need to justify that I can't jump into the other universes <laughs> <laughs> then we don't have rick and morty's portal gun no but I, again and i've talked about this before i would love to have maybe not just a portal gun but maybe just just a small one that goes into other universe so i can grab the blu-rays yeah really i want to see those movies <laughs> um but yeah man uh listen we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us and before we go uh Read my article over on CBR. I wrote one, yes, and it's in should. the chat right now. But uh, otherwise, don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the channel. It does help us out, and we'll see you guys next time with an all-new episode of Elseworlds Exchange. Um, we'll see what happens. I'm Sal. Yeah, I'm Joel. <laughs> oh, thank you, Dex Baker, for your support, man, hey. and for your super sticker. Um, but yeah, uh, and oh, oh, watch Joel on YouTube.com/slash Cape Joel. Thank you. There's more, and we'll see you then. Bye. Hey.